This podcast is sponsored by RSA Rock and Metal Fans Facebook page. Well, let's let's just <laughs> You know what, dude? You know, I had a, I had a, a week of break from doing a podcast because of load shedding really just fucked everything. I mean, we know, right? We've been trying to get this podcast now for like two weeks. Yeah, I tra- tried doing an online test. Jeez. And the worst <laughs> part was, was yesterday. was like, for some reason, out of nowhere, my service provider had load shedding. Oh, so, geez. like, I had to use my phone as a hotspot. Oh, that's that's even worse because you go through data like there's no tomorrow. No, they they gifted me, like, 10 gigs, so, like, I'm Oh, jeez. Okay. That, that, well, that's okay. Yeah, well, it's 10 gig in the day and it's 20 gig in... Which is night owl, which I think is 11.30 Right, to like to 4 like, or, or something. Yeah, or something, something like, that, like yeah. that. It's I don't really use it, so there's like a shitload of it on there. But I can only write between a certain time. So yeah. Well, that doesn't help. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah. I thought online you could just pretty much do it whenever the hell you wanted. So, so we we did, but it had a pl- we had a plagiarism problem. Well we, stu- well, well, we still do have, but like, we have this plagiarism thing where... You, I can, I can be writing and you don't, and I can just like zop what's on the on the question paper, you know. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, people still do it, you know. Can you believe it, sir? I guess I everybody's keep, looking for a shortcut, aren't they? You know, to just you know. Dude, I keep using my books. Like, if I don't know something, I go to my books. But I mean, There's what the fuck? What me. the hell is a book there for if you're not going to use it then? Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? I mean, you know. Or going, or going to like Google, like I Google sometimes shit. Dude, I use Google all the time, man. If I can't think about something, I'm like, why? Well, how do you spell that fucking word again? You know, Google, type in the word and you spelt it right anyway, you know. What a dumbass yeah, thing. Same. <laughs> but yeah. we're finally getting the podcast done. Woohoo! Yeah, finally. Jeez, dude. Okay, right. So, I, I okay, we had a bit of a hiccup when, when we first started talking. We were like, okay. you said you sent me some files, and it's like, okay, cool, this is weird. Like, and I'm listening to this, I, I'm listening to this Afrikaans like ballad kind of acoustic vibe. It's like chilled, and and then I'm like, I, I click over to the next song, and it's just some random artist that wasn't even you. And I was like, fuck, dude, this is amazing. What the hell? What? How did this come to be? In the meantime, then you clicked on mine. Was probably like the shittiest. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't. I mean, that's that's the nice thing. But every every single artist that I've spoken to, uh, vocalist, their yeah. speaking voice is completely fucked up, weird, compared yeah. to their singing voice. Yeah, mine's higher than my um, my speaking voice is lower than my singing voice. How is that? Because I, I'll be honest with you, your speaking voice is pretty sort of like high. It's on the high end. Yeah, it's it's not that high, but still, like it is high for a male, but. I, so what I did when I went for vocal lessons, I don't know if you know the girl from Evanescence. She does the yeah. same. She does the same. What's uh, her name? Amy Lee, so, isn't it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A- Amy, Amy, something like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's called speech level singing. So okay. it's a, it's drama singers use it, opera singers use it. So it focuses on like the pitch your voice is actually in, and then working from there. Like I can't really sing that low, but I can if I have to. But I can go really high if I have to, which I don't really like doing. But it's more using like the way you talk to sing and also going from your tonality of what you already have in your what voice. Is, what, what is the highest pitch you can get or the highest note? I've got no idea. I haven't done an assessment in like weeks. I stopped vocal lessons. 
Okay. It's expensive, Why? man. Oh, okay. It's expensive. Well, yeah. And I went to college. Like, that's a... That's a I did it, like, for three years. Like, what more is there to learn in three years? I think, I think after, like, you've done it for a certain amount, you have to stop. And then you go, like, okay, I'm going to go and keep doing it myself. Because I do repeat all the exercises um, the lady gave me. So... Is that is that is is that are those exercises to strengthen or is it just to maintain? Strengthen, maintain, and better. Like so, the okay. one thing we were working before I stopped was getting into a more getting higher and higher with my voice to do like a whole rocky thing and make me be able to do any cover song I want. But I didn't want to do that too much. But like, yeah. So, anyways, um, I, I mean, you listening to your stuff okay uh, you've yeah. you've recorded what like three or four songs right yeah okay so where do you five, think five you're gonna songs. five songs okay where do you think you're yeah. gonna you, you're gonna be heading off what sort of direction because you say you well, don't want to do the whole rocky thing so so where do you go from here so the one thing with me is if if you look at that ep weirdly enough you have four of the same songs and then like this okay the second song on the on the ep is a rock song so we've got a couple of those in which are full band and we've got the more acoustic stuff and then we have like a bit of a play between like we have this full band vibe but it's more like a, a Damien Rice full band vibe mm. um, you know like it's more focusing on the lyrics so my music is about lyrical content not about sound so the lyrical content has a message which I'm sending out and not everybody's going to be listening to that but if, I think if you do enough PR and enough messaging to tell people, hey, listen to the lyrics, they'll listen to the lyrics. And yeah. it's, it's more like I listen to a lot of different music. So you're going to hear every one of the sounds that influenced me, you're going to hear in the full album, which we're planning for possibly 2021. It looks like 2022 if I see how the year's going, um, budget-wise and... Just like having to sort out this mess 2020 has left me in. Mm, yeah, COVID hasn't exactly helped anybody. Done no favors uh, for no one. But I mean, what is... Uh, play the gigs again. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. So what is the process then to, to get that recording done? Is it going to be gigs first, earn a little bit of money where you can? Is it studio time that you're aiming towards or is it home recording? What is it? So we do everything ourselves. Well, most likely me because it's my project. I do everything self. But then we go to Yuan, who plays drums for me at Jamrock Music Academy in Bragafal, which is a music school. And we can only like record on Saturdays when everybody's out. Where I would really like to maybe book a studio myself that has Ableton on on their computers and just like do it myself and use their mics. Because at the moment we're not doing it really at a conventional way. Because we just use two mics in the skatey shit. Um, to like and eventually we only used like the one mic sound which isn't the best way to record drums mm. while the we're going to be recording drums for a new song um in two or three weeks but we're going to be using a mixer and then from the mixes out so we're sending it to the interface which isn't also the best thing to do because i can't do every channel then you yeah. know so, so de definitely getting away from these unconventional methods and then going to go like okay let's figure out something tracking guitars isn't difficult i can do that here because we've got amp sims and everything i do vocals in my room we do bass here in my room so yeah it's it's more like the drums that are an issue um 
Not have you not, drummers bad. He's actually good. Uh, have you not actually thought about getting a drummer to do the whole program drums? As long as it can be replicated live, that's the main thing, I guess. You can. So what we want to do is we want to MIDI drums in as well, like from an electric kit. Mm. But we we can't find like the perfect kit, like the school has that we want to use. Um, and there's too much paperwork if I want. It's not really paperwork, but it's too much of a hassle for me to go borrow somebody else's electronic kit and having to look after it. I'll rather go to a studio. Like, and I have my methods of doing it for cheaper. I've got friends of studios, so like, it it won't be like. It's, too it's much not what you know; it's who you know. Yes, definitely. But definitely, like, that's what's taking so long. It's not necessarily having... I still have to go catch up the gigs I missed in 2020. Um, out of a business point of view, you have yeah. to. Um, but also, it's more about getting a professional thing out there. I can't do something half asked. You know, mm. like, this EP was done half asked. so... But it, re it was received quite well, though. You were, you were telling me... Weirdly, um, yes. Weirdly, yes. Yeah, how, how did that happen? Was it a joke? So, was it dare? Or what, what, what happened there? It was Spotify like exploded or something. So what happened was when, when lockdown hit, the, or when, when the president first spoke on the 16th of March, a week later, or 15, I can't remember, a week later, I was supposed to play Bohemia Stellenbosch, which, one, which was one of my dream gigs. And I had to cancel that. I was like, oh gosh, okay. What am I going to do now? So I went on to Google and I was like, okay, how am I going to live stream on Facebook? And I did that. And everybody kept tagging me in like these Facebook posts of pages and people and venues that say, hey, drop your links here. And I was like, going, of course I'm going to drop my links here. Mm. What are you talking about? Yeah. And I've dropped my links and the thing exploded. Well, before, before lockdown, it, the EP stood on, I think, 1,200 or 300 listens or streams wow. all over. Um, it's now on 2,500 and I haven't done really any extra marketing. Yes. So how did that come? Dude, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's with like the, with, with the live streaming thing on Facebook as well. Like I said yesterday to, to a buddy of mine, it was the weirdest thing ever. Like with these watch parties on Facebook, yeah. you, people can use their mics to speak to you and only you can hear it. I disabled it later, but this one Italian dude made a watch party. And like he kept speaking and, and I had to mute him quickly. But like I f I'm thinking like it was a bit of the live streams where people all over the world watch me, which is still really weird for me. I don't even know I had more than like 10 listeners. And then like also, also like these pages and everything. And also like whenever I went and did the live streams, I, I always made sure if I play one of my originals, I say, hey, I had an EP out. Go check it out. Let's get the thing up. And I also believe in like, I use influencers as well. So when the EP dropped, I have two or three influencers who do it totally for free for me. Yeah. They just put like my stuff on there. And then whenever I have merch, I'll send them merch. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, see, it's who you know. It is who you know. This, this is a weird industry though. Like, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking hard industry to be in and to, I mean, I'm sure out of your 2,300 odd streams, you've probably made what, like $1? No, to, to, out of two five streams, I've made about 7 or $8. Ooh, there but you since go. I, <laughs> since I don't have a tax number, oh, they, right, take, okay. they take American tax because yeah. District is an American company. Yes. And then, then out of that American tax, I get about like 2 or $3. Yeah, yeah.
So we're getting we're getting screwed over, and there's no contract that ever tells me, hey, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna receive this little amount of money when you sign up for Spotify. I'm not in it for the money. Yeah. But I would like to use my royalties and say, hey, you know, let's go to studio, guys. It's my royalties. I can You're gonna need to quadruple the amount of streams to be able to afford studio time. Dude, and the the weird thing is, like, I have to share royalties on on the song "Scary Shit." Um, with my bass player and my drummer, but there was nothing to share with them. Like I can't mm. go to them and go like, "Hey guys, here's two to three dollars. Let's split it." You know, <laughs> <laughs> you can't do. That. I'm gonna get stained if I do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, I, I do distribution for bands, and I know it's. Uh, I also use DistroKid, and and I've made that yeah. perfectly clear to all the bands that I deal with that that's who I use because they are the the easiest platform. They make it very easy, very simple, and they are by far the cheapest one. But yeah, John, you've got you, you? uh, label, obviously, because Lab, I've got oh, I've okay. got more than I've got more than five at the moment, and I've got another two in the pipeline that I'm working on. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm on Musician Plus, so I can add another project if I want to. Yes, this yeah. Is better because with Musician Plus, you can like set your dates out. Yes, yeah, with the label as well. You can say who the label, uh, the recording label, and you can set your dates and your own pricing plans and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, I like it's, that. You know, the cheap, the cheap option isn't the best. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that, that's for up and coming. You know, just, yeah. um, just test the waters, see if it works, that kind of vibe. But yeah, yeah no, it I is like, good. There was another one. There's, no, there's another one that I was, I, when I was getting in, back into this again and I was looking for yeah. platforms and I think it was one RPM is another one but they don't distribute to Asia and China which is a big market yeah they're against them yeah for some reason yeah for some but reason there's but there's a lot of stuff it's, yeah there's a lot of people against China now like do try getting a a webcam from from China or try getting like I, I ordered a digital mixer from Sikvarot in Balvo yeah and Behringer who's a who, they they H they like HQs in Japan. Now the South African embassy banned any product that's coming in from like um, China or Japan for some reason. What the fuck for? I don't know. Like the ban is getting lifted in this month, but like say my my mixer is sitting in the harbor somewhere probably and Eesh. getting rust on it. But Music yeah. Vettel borrowed me like um, so I ordered a twelve channel the X the X Air the digital yeah. one. And they gave me the 16 to borrow. And I used it at, at a gig in the Spur the other day. Yes, I played the Spur. It did. Um, Don't you worry about that, eh? Because let me tell you something. David, yeah. fr the lead singer of Lithium, back in yeah. the early 90s, that was his gig. Was that a, was really? that a Spur doing acoustic? And that's where he started, man. Dude, but the money is there. Like, so what we do is we, we take... So it's a community project of mine where it started out with me and another dude called Justin Oskin first. Great guy. Um, and we play for, so Spur gives each artist 500 Rand and we, have, we can take tips as well. So when Justin was playing, I went around with like this Emmerke and yeah. took tips and we made good money, dude. Like I said to him the other day, a guy that's sitting in Spur isn't affected by lockdown. He, yeah. he, if he can go to the Spur and order a burger, a beer and a glass of wine and ribs or whatever for his wife yeah he can afford to give us a 20 rand tip and exactly like, uh, the, the tips were small amounts like 10 and 20 rands but still that all like, adds up man we, we were shocked we were like sitting there and we were going like whoa 
this this bucket is full like dude do you see what i'm seeing i'm yeah, dreaming yeah. Yeah, yeah. like i've because i've played a lot of busking gigs and nowhere near as good as we did there yeah yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, David did exactly the same thing. And I, I think it was every Saturday or every Sunday you would be there or whenever the Holy played. I don't know, maybe it was more than once. But we all used to, all the fans of the band, Lithium, you all used to go and park off at the Spur, order some chips, onion rings, have a beer, and then just enjoy the music and good vibes. As long as we kept ordering food, the people at the Spur were happy. It was like, it's almost like a, like a, like a little private gig almost towards the end because it, it, he was so yeah. popular and, and the band was so popular. But that's yeah, a good way to make spur, income. Yeah. yeah, the spur now is a big problem with like, so we have, so we have like the capacity rule now with COVID. Yeah. So they can operate at 50%, which means instead of 200 people, we can be 100 people in there mm. with social distancing and everything. Um, but you know, if you sit at the table, you don't have to wear a mask in any restaurant, yeah. which is super weird. Yeah. Um, but like we do, so we can only allow like a hundred people in and a hundred people gets, gets quick to like full. Cause I did aggressive marketing on that thing. Like I made a Facebook ad. I posted every day, two videos about the thing. And like, there was a massive queue dude and it just opened my eyes. And like, I got DMs from like my chummies who never come to gigs. Yeah. And they were like, dude, we had to leave because the queue wasn't getting shorter. And like, I asked him, how many people was in the queue? And I like, like five or six families. I was yeah. like, jeez, okay. Suck it. And they were all coming for live music. So the, it's, a, it's a good thing for me. Yeah. Um, as, as I wouldn't call myself an events planner because this is a community project. So, but um, as, as somebody planning something, um, you know, it's, quite, it's kind of a good thing. How many, okay, let's put it this way. How many Facebook likes do you have? On the page? Yeah. I think about 300, 400 there around. I'm not okay. sure. Okay. All right. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's not too bad. It does, is, is it a, do you find like, I'm just trying to think of the right way of putting this. Do you find like doing social media marketing um, is going to help? Or do you find people just like, you know, clicking a like for the sake of, you know, somebody recommended a page and like just not being interested in it? Um, dude, so you're speaking to a dude that's actually studying digital marketing. Oh, you see now, there we go. Okay, great. So you tell me then. So I, I don't agree with the whole social media thing in the band things, uh, in the band, in the music industry, it's getting used so wrong. Number one, they're not using ads correctly. They're not, not using the platform correctly. You know, like there's, oh gosh. Okay. The people who do Instagram, right. And bless him is Marcel from Blomwerd. He yeah. does, he, he does social media brilliantly. He's funny. He's uh, informative and he is socially correct on or politically correct on social media, yeah. which I love where you get these bands like, oh gosh, the commercial Oaks, I want to slap them. Now they're going <laughs> to go and, and they, they'll put any racial thing they think of no, on there yeah. or, or they'll, they'll make them, they think their social media is not a business page. Yeah. It's a personal page where I can share about my daughter key and yeah, about yeah. my yeah. whatever. Now that's great. Franz van Kirk does it excellently as well. But I think Vainant more helps him there. But like still, he has a post about his wife. He has a post about his daughter every now and then. Mm. And then it's mostly music. My friend Tian who also, is also one of my influences. Like 
he does it extremely excellent with his girlfriend. Like, so he has, he's a fitness influencer. And like, he, so out of every seven or eight posts, there's one post about his girlfriend. That's it. Right. And right. the rest is about his business and his yeah. sponsors. And then yet again, his girlfriend. And that's how you're supposed to use social media. You have, yes. you have to have aesthetic. You need good content. You don't. No, it's not a it's not a political party or yes. political platform or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where you can go and talk about the ANC and the EFF and the DA. Yeah, yeah. they all irritate me as well. Yeah. I have a personal Facebook to do. That. You see, you see now, you see that's exactly what I do. I don't. My my lone wolf stuff is just purely based on the podcasts and the music and musicians, um, and that's it. My personal one. Every now and then, I'll post something personal. But yeah, yeah. I, I got tired of social media at one point. I found it so draining, so demanding. It was like, I got to the point when I had friends that I didn't even know. Yeah. So and, I, and, so I, and I, and I use friends in the, you know, the inverted commas, you know, like friends, yeah. you know, not really. I don't know them from fucking so, Adam. Same on my, my Facebook is now bombarded with people I don't even know. And I'm slowly deleting them off. Um, but, you know, speaking on social media, can I just tell you who has excellent PR skills? Go on. Steve Hoffman. Is this? He, he, so what he does is he makes for the f two weeks before his album drops, he'll go and make a racial fight on Twitter. And then two weeks later, when everything dies down, he'll make one more racist post. And then the post after is like, hey, guys, go, go to music. My album just dropped. Mm. Like, it's brilliant, dude. I wish I thought of that. Like, <laughs> but it's not the best way to do shit. Because you know, no, you're alienating yourself as well, yeah. The, the thing is also, he, he's not getting work. And like, Marcel from Blomworth and I spoke on this. Like, we made a, him and I both made a Steve Wolfmayer joke on our band's profiles. And we both deleted it because like, we were like, okay, wait, we can't really screw with this dude's fan base. Because I've been, I actually have received like threats from when... When his, his son, like, is hectic, so, but that's another conversation, like, it's wow. not too important, like, but his, his sons are, like, out of control. Really? Yeah, dude, you should actually go and look at, I'm actually scared, as a, as a person studying digital marketing, we had to, like, go and we had to choose somebody for, like, a class assignment that yeah. account marks who, who we think needs to do better social media, and I, I took Steve and his sons, because, like, not our month, but like the one that's an actor, I think Devon is his name or something. And like Steve, because um, it's so much racist posts and everything. But like going back to social media, the dangers of it, dude. Like mm. look at this whole um, thing that's happening now at the click store. Oh, for dude, God's so sakes, yeah. I'm so scared of what can happen there. But you see, the uh, social media, I find, tends to uh, manipulate. Um, the readers yeah, and uh, it's it's basically hate speech because it's getting people all riled up i i clicked past a post yesterday and and it's probably a minute of my life i'll never get back and it just happened to come up on my feed <laughs> and i was like why the fuck is this horse shit up and it's all about the blm and oh, it's yeah. like you know I've, I've actually got people that i know that say um all lives will matter only when black lives matter but hang on now Okay, you're actually being a racist now because you're a racist towards everybody, everybody else's race only because you want black lives to matter. I can understand your point of view, but you're being like the opposite of racist. 
And I'm like, I'm, I, and you try and get through to these people. And it's somebody that I know, and, and they, just, they just can't see the shit for the trees. You know what I mean? It's like mm. they're so blindsided by everything that's happening outside in social media that they, they, just, they just don't get it. And then this post came up, and it was just like, do you want to know why we're pissed off? And it's all these white cops beating up black people. And I'm like, where the fuck, yeah, where, where the fuck does this come from? Why is this on my newsfeed? Yeah, you saw it, right? It's yeah, a minute, two minutes, I, whatever. Yeah, I, I got more, so, uh, it wasn't really a death threat, but it was like somebody telling me to go like, um, fuck yourself. And I was like, yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that blatant. Yeah, like, go kill yourself. Like I mean, that's wonderful. Yeah like, yeah, like it was like a 13 year old. And I was like, so what? I made this whole post with the black, the black poster that's saying, if you ever come to one of my shows, no matter if you're gay, if you're trans, if you're lesbian, if you're bi, if you're pan, wh- whatever you are, if you're, if you're bloody pink and blue, I'll accept you in. Yeah. I'll, I'll even let you come have a beer with me. Like, yeah. I didn't say it in so many words, but I said, no matter what you are, who you are, whatever you are, yeah. you can come. Yeah. As long as you're not a homophobe, a racist, yeah, yeah. a transphobe. Yeah, or, whatever, yeah. Or projecting hate on yeah. whoever you mean. Anything that's hate, yeah. And then I got this, and I put, I put in bold underneath, like, if you're against um, what I said, or, you're, or you hate other human beings for being themselves, please go, and, uh, please go block me or unfollow me and never speak to me again. Yeah. And then, like, I got this 13-year-old. It was probably a troll, but, like, he's like, yeah, you're, you're this and this and this. And like, uh, just, I was like, okay, dude, have a nice one. And I'm yeah, him. Enjoy your life. Fuck but, off. But yeah. that's it. That's the dangers of social media. Nobody well, it, it is because it gives people a platform to be a fuck, try and be a hero and a big, big man or a big girl or a big whatever in front of, uh, behind a keyboard and a screen. But how screwed up is Facebook at the moment? Like, I, I, I don't know if you, if you saw it. I screenshotted the cigarettes that's still on Marketplace. But, um, and then Wade, Wade from that shoots uh, Folk of Police Guard photos, you know, mm-hmm. um, Wade Flower there, that's his surname. Um, and he, he, he got most banned for trying to sell that one needs organs as a joke um, for a day. But it was a joke. Um, they went drinking most and whatever. And like, he, as a joke, he tried to sell the deeds organs. And, and it was a big laugh, but he got banned for 24 hours off Facebook. So he couldn't <laughs> like or comment, but he can see what's going on Facebook. Yeah. And, and weirdly enough, that same week, so I did disinfectant fogging um, for against the coronavirus and stuff. Um, I'm one of the. I'm one of the. Oh, I saw the video that that, that you did for the spa, yeah. your local spa, right? Yeah, yeah, we did it for four spas uh, in the Northern Suburbs. Okay. Anyway, and and I like put the flyer up, up on neighbor who works for us. He has this, It's called the the cannon. I think it's called the cannon. We call okay. it the cannon. But it's like this big machine and it has like this big metal nozzle. It looks like a gun, but it's not a gun. Right. It's actually, the, the nozzle looks like a machine gun's nozzle, but it's not. Okay. And it's a petrol-filled machine. Um, and then Facebook flagged my post for saying picture contains imagery with person holding a weapon. But is but it Facebook or is it somebody reporting the post? I'm not sure what we had a chat with it with like um, with the CIO said like also that it could have been somebody reporting me because there's so many people doing disinfectant fogging mm. at the moment. Mm. 
but yeah. he thinks more or less like because um, weirdly enough, we tried to get some of our products on Take a Lot, and like Take a Lot flagged it as hazardous chemicals, um, not and yet to just go like it's it's a computer obviously, and you just had to go file paperwork and everything. Yeah, 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 to make but, it right. But weirdly, weirdly enough, like we have all the paperwork for the machines for the the. It's not a chemical; it's a concentrate we use um, of HSCL. We have all that paperwork, so I was like, okay, wait, I'm gonna go and try and like dispute this flag and I try and dispute it and I get everything that my dad emailed me and I put it in and like I got banned for 12 hours on Facebook. But I got banned the other day for, I think it was for like a couple of hours and all I did was inviting people to a page. Yeah, it, there was uh, a glitch in the Facebook thing. Like I, I do my, my church's uh, online market. So yeah. since COVID did, they're not allowed to do their winter market. So, you know, like everything that's, on a win- that's at a winter market is now an online store, which is wonderful uh, when you look at like the sales and everything and like our people, which are really like our demographic is older people and yeah. like they're actually using an online store. And like I made a post and since I'm one of the admins um, and there's four, there's four admins, which is the people I work for or the rest and then it's me. And Weirdly enough, one of them received like a claim, like we went against community standards. I think it was me who received, I'm not sure, but I can remember I looked at the picture the other day, I think it was myself actually that got it Um, and said like we were were advertising unknown products and was a pot of jam. (laughs) That's how screwed it is. But do you do you experience it with music at all? Um, I uh, haven't, um, thankfully, not yet. I'm sure it will probably come. So in, in one of my live streams, I got kicked off of the live, like literally two minutes before I was supposed to like end the live because I only play for like 45 minutes. I didn't want to bother people for too long with my music. So yeah. I play for 45 minutes, that's it. Yeah. And in the middle of the song, I get kicked off. Why? For... I was playing a cover song mm. of, I think it was Knocking on Evan's Door. But right. it was like, my, my, it was my last ever live stream um, before like getting back to reality. But still like, it was so weird, dude. Like imagine, I want to test it once again, playing like one of my songs and checking if it will. Because do the same thing, yeah. Yeah, this, this tricky doesn't flag uh, YouTube videos with my, with my songs in. No, but you, you can select that option though, can't you? It's, it's, yeah, but it's, it's expensive. Uh, I was just going to say it's ridiculously expensive. It's like $15 a year or something like that. Is it, is it so expensive? Yeah. Um, what's, what's the feature for if you die? What they call it? Legal oh, legacy. legacy. That is crazy have, expensive. Have you used it? No. No. I want to uh, check. I want to check it out, but apparently you can't use it unless you have proof that you're um, dying. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. One one of my friends told me about oh, it. Shit. Oh shit! You must actually you must actually um, do a search for on on YouTube for District Kid. Uh, District Kid screwed me or something like that. Oh, the Swedish dude. I'm not sure. No, it's an American dude that I was looking at, and he goes through what he went through, and and I was like, "Fuck, do I really want to go back to District after watching this?" But then I thought, you know, I've you know I've used him for so many years before, and and there was never a problem. So yeah. But 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 (laughs) out of all the people, they they're the best, but they have ridiculous shit. They they screw up, but they fix their screw up. Like they they like screwed up my one release date. So. 
what happened with this EP was it released in 6 March, but the original date was Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a joke. But yeah, because right. it's, a, it's an album about like self-love and like all the weird shit that happened about me and it's releasing Valentine's Day. What a, what a happy album to release on, <laughs> on Valentine's Day. And, um, but anyways, and I get a week before like... A week before Valentine's Day, I'm on my first year's camp um, for at the college, you know, like in, I can't remember where, we were somewhere in Franschhoek, but like, um, or no, Felierstorp somewhere, but but we, I, I received this email, I was like, hey, we screwed up the release date, please choose a new release date. And luckily I didn't do any marketing before yeah. that. I kind of forgot the EP is releasing. <laughs> 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 I forgot about it. Yeah, no, District dist- dist- Kid have, have um, I, I can say that um, some artists come to me and say, can I get this done in a week, <laughs> release the song in a week? And I'm like, well, let me tell you what, actually. yeah, no, it's exactly, exactly what happened with um, the, the band that I did a podcast with last night, Jackal the Bones. Um, they wanted something done them. before the end of August. Yeah, so they're with me now. So um, <laughs> I said to, I said to Leeton, look, dude, you know, District Kid told me four weeks to prepare everything, to have everything released on exactly the yeah. same date at all the stores. Okay, that's, that's standard regular. And um, we did it in 24 hours. District Kid actually came to the party yes. and, and did it in 24 hours. And I was amazed. Thankfully, I think it makes a difference if you're releasing a single as opposed to doing a full album, like 14 tracks or whatever. I think then they... I know, yeah. I know somebody with an EP of full tracks who got it in two days. Yeah. Yeah, it actually happened in 24 hours for us. So we were, maybe it was just a really slow day at District Kid, but we were really, really, really lucky. But yeah. 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 But they slow with the whole Corona thing. Like, it's kind of an excuse now. Like, the new normal made a lot of excuses for, for companies. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I think, I look, I look at my social medias uh, and I just see Corona this has fucked that up and everything. But you know, in essence, yes, if you've got a physical place to go and work and Corona's there, then yes, it has stuffed you up and, it, it, you know, because you can't go or whatever. But in, in my business where everything is digitized, it actually hasn't changed anything. And I'm, I'm I, okay, let me put this straight. I'm a white, unemployed, older man, close to 50, living in South Africa. Now, you tell me any more place that's more fucked up than that. Yeah, dude. I'm a, I'm a white student, dude, like this. There's like so many things like I did, I, I was looking at bursaries the other day and like weird enough, my, my one like colored friend sent it to me and he's like, dude, check how screwed up this is. Like it's excluding you. Like there's one link that, that said only black people allowed to. Yeah. I was like, it's it's the new South Africa, isn't it? It's what it is. But it's also like the, the one ad I was looking at was they, they it was something about Corona um, changed everything for us. So we're only allowing X amount of white, X amount of Indian, X amount of black, X, X amount of colored people to apply. Really? Wow. But then, but they're not showing you like how the figures went up and down. I eventually didn't apply, but like I wasn't, I didn't want to waste my time if you know that. But weirdly enough, speaking on, the, speaking on like the new normal for music, um, like for me, it's a weird thing going live on Facebook. But isn't it something that you should have used, you know, anywhere? 
You know what I mean? It's like you, you've kind of been, musicians and artists have been kind of been forced to, to go the online route. If you were marketing savvy or market savvy, you would have done that anyway. Yes and no. So for, for marketing wise, I'm not that big and I, I didn't have experience till this year when I started studying and everything and actually working with like a church market stuff and everything. So weirdly enough to me, like I did lives, but I only went live on Instagram. Like, but weirdly enough now in this COVID time, when I go live on Facebook, it's probably like my mom's, my mom and dad's friends and their friends and their friends like watching, mm. but I get more views on a Facebook live now than on an Instagram live I've ever had. Like I opened for Sunset Sweatshop last year while, while Sunset was busy sound checking. I have this clip of like Victor playing a drum solo. So I think they were just checking his drum mics, but he was playing a solo. And I just wanted to like show like my people, hey, I'm here at Bertie's. Um, yeah, this is what's going down. Yeah. yeah, we still have tickets left, come in. And I was still lazy like to use my phone's camera. So I just went live. And eventually like I got that and I only had like nine or 10 people on there. And it received, I saved the live video. Yeah. Um, on Instagram on, as a story and it did quite well where well, I wasn't certain if I did that on Facebook how well it would have done I, I want to check now if a live gig ever hits again which will probably be in two months or a month I think I'm not sure I haven't checked my calendar so, so you, you, when, you're saying about two months you're going to be going doing gigs again so, so I have started I've started uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, with, yeah. with the spurfing most and yes, then yeah. I, but, but that's more community project where I'll, I'll play every once and again on the lineup. Um, I'll probably be on November's lineup because um, the next one is in October where we already have one artist books booked with, which is Alana Joy, which is a really cool artist. Um, and we're looking to book a second act, which we're not sure of who it is going to be. Um, but I'm, I'm planning to get back in October to November. I have to do November because there's a single dropping in November. So. Oh, do we know? What's it called? Can you say? I think I did send it. Oh, you did send it to me. Okay. Oh, that hasn't yeah. been released yet. No, no, no. Oh, so that was a bit of an exclusive for me. Yeah, dude, as long as you don't share it with anybody. <laughs> oh, it might be on this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's okay, it can be. It'll be in the it, background, don't worry. Yeah, nobody will be able to rip it. No, no. it's fine. So it's on Facebook Live as well. Like, it's, uh, okay. It's not that exclusive of a song i i wrote it in lockdown um while i was just like it was so depressing for somebody who like doesn't have a lot of friends like myself i grew up in high school like i i matriculated last year but in high school like in grade eight i had this big group in ninth grade got smaller and in 10th grade when everybody started doing underage drinking like you had on the scary shit the song yeah. i didn't do it and my other friend Tian didn't do it. And like, we got excluded from the group like a lot. And it was, we were left like with just us two being friends and like another dude. And like, it was, it was really weird and awkward. Some breaks I would sit on my phone just and do work or whatever, you know? So it was, so it's more about realizing, okay, I've, I've no, I don't have a lot of friends, but I need to go look back what, what, what was a good time. And the song's about Onris in my matric weekend. And, you know, Onres is a small town, like, mm. there's not a lot to do. So, um, and Matric Weekend is only, like, excuse to party. Yeah. Um, 
but like it was hectic for us because we were like everywhere in Onrus. Mm. Yeah, my folks used to live in Onrus, so yeah, I, I know oh, the place. Yeah. I, I know it very, very well. Yeah, we used to go there. We used to go there as kids back in the nineteen seventies and eighties. Yeah, so, they yeah. thrive now. In the, they thrive in December's for one weird reason. I don't know why. But beginning December, they're busy. Then middle December, they're quiet. Mm. And then like after Christmas, you can't. But it's also the, the, the also whale season time as well. So it, is it? We didn't it, see any whales, and we were like at the beach one full day. Yeah, but you see, you, you, it depends where you go on Ross Beach, or if you go yeah. to Amanus. Amanus, you go over the cliffs area, you will find um, great views to look at um, whales. But you won't yeah. get the, you won't get them in December. This, I think yeah. it's like September, October, or something like that. Uh, the whales come. I'm not sure. I stand to be corrected, but yeah, yeah, we found it when yeah. we we were living in well, not living, but we used to go visit my folks a hell of a lot in Onras. Um, that um, that two seasons and the one was a whale season in December and we never ever went there again during those times. It's just absolutely nuts. Yeah, there's a lot of tourists. Like, we went to this pub called God Dots, um, but we call it God God Odds, like, because it's just easier to say. And it's apparently the dude's surname that owns it, which is weird, but still, um, like, I've never been to a pub where the pub's name is the dude's surname. (laughs) And like, while we sit, while we sat there, we were we were always near one of the windows because the place was like really humid, and we were like sitting there and like we looked into this one room. It was just Americans and like British people like sitting there. I was like thinking, why are you coming to Onrus, <laughs> like <laughs> on your South African holiday? <laughs> Yeah, sure, surely, surely there's other other places to go to, but I guess maybe they were just stopping over on a tour. Maybe I don't know, whatever. Probably like it, but they were a huge group. Like Onrus is such a weird place, and like everybody like just comes and joins you there. Like we were sitting one one day at this restaurant, and this one, well, not not my group of friends. I went with other friends that were also in Onrus, and like this, like two European dudes joined us, and they were like. Hey, we want to know more about South African everything. I was like, oh, they're gonna pickpocket us, and like, <laughs> but like, that's that's the one thing of being South African. Like, if you see something that's that shady, you know you're gonna get pickpocketed. And I've been pickpocketed. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess we we're pretty used to being taken advantage of. Like, yeah. <laughs> this conversation could get very political very quickly. I think so. I think <laughs> I think we'll avoid it. <laughs> Yeah, so you yeah. said you, you only matriculated last year. Yeah, I did. And uh, I was in Belleville High, the same high school um, French Van Gogh was in. Right. Okay. So, so and, and you're studying social media. Or what is it? Social yeah, marketing. Dig, dig, digital, digital marketing. marketing. I, I just say marketing when people ask me. That. <laughs> <laughs> when, my, when my dad's friends ask me, what are you doing? I was like, marketing. I'm not going to explain what. But yeah. <laughs> so, it's I mean, so what... what but Corne, what is the plan then? I mean, if you, this is interesting because, like I was saying earlier, I'm nearly 50 and unemployed. How is this going to play out for you? I've got no idea. So I, I actually had little ambition with my life. I know I, wanted, I know I want to be a musician. I just don't know how I'm going to achieve what I want to achieve. So it's more like whenever I do book gigs and I do it very professionally, it's like hey, I winged it and I winged it pretty good. Yeah. And then also... Going into the workforce, I'll, I'll always have a job in social media. There's a lot of jobs, weirdly enough. Um, and then, like, 
I'll just I'll just get a day job and then in the evenings I'll I'll play music. You know, there's there's nothing that's gonna stop me. What happens uh, if it get, gets to a point where it's like okay, the music is becoming more and more a thing? How do you how do you gonna balance how how would you balance that out? You know, you say like play gigs in the evenings and stuff like that. You know, as you get older, you get slower. Just yeah. remember that. Take my word for it. That, that is true. That, that is true. Um, I've seen a lot of older musicians gotten slower over the years as I've known them. Um, but def- definitely musicians, being a musician, you have your busy season, which is summer and spring and a bit of like autumn. And then like winter is, is a dry spell if you're, if you're a rock or alternative artist. Um, but do you consider yourself a rock alternative artist though? Because your music doesn't come across uh, like that completely at least. Not in the EP. What, what, except for one song. What, what, would, you, what would you say, say it is? Uh, okay, now I'm, we've, we, 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 we've, we've had this discussion um, a yeah. couple, we- couple of weeks back off air. And I was like, well, fuck what other people say. Just be you. Yeah. I, I would say I'm alternative. To an extent, yes. If, if the full album comes out, you, you'll see like, okay, there's, there is actually more of an alternative side to you. Uh, to me, sorry. Um, and like, they, if you look at when, whenever I play like a set, you won't hear me singing like shitty on the radio. You would hear me sing like Johnny as he do it me and I see it. Yeah. Uh, I see and like I play like Basket Case and Wicked Game and like all the alternative stuff people want to hear. Yeah. But never get heard at like whenever I play gigs like wherever, people always come to me like saying like, dude, you've played all the songs I've ever wanted to hear on a set. I'm like, mission accomplished when mm. i played the sunset gig i played a lot of 90s and 80s music and a couple of my stuff that old crowd i got singing and i wasn't even the main act like getting them warmed so, up ready yeah nice okay dude, I well think I, that, I think they were already bottom when i got there yeah well geez yeah absolutely the pub the pub yeah um <laughs> i was gonna say that you know the whole um digital marketing um, social media marketing or, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. um, I, I would imagine now there's a hell of a lot more people looking for somebody that can do that for them. Like you say, yes. influencers and, and so on. Yes. And also like now my brother is a digital marketer, marketer as well. And he's a freelance guy more. So he started um, working for the infamous Willem Breitenbach. We're mm. not going to go out, out on him. Um, and then, like, he, well, he started copywriting. So, he just did a lot of copywriting on websites. And, like, he now does it. And he has, like, big brands. So, like, obviously, with the bigger brands, yes, you'll get a lot of work if you're good. Yeah. Um, but, but how do you set college, yourself apart, though, from, from the, the shitty ones to, the, to, to be a better one? Um, you have to go and look at what type of content is thriving these days. Like, I, I have kind of an idea what is working and what isn't. And, like, sometimes what I think is working isn't actually working. So it's more like a hit and run type of thing. Some, some balls you're going to hit, some you're going to miss, you know? Mm. Um, and also like weirdly enough, my dad also builds like, or cause he's an events organizer, but during the lockdown thing, we did distribution and we disinfecting fogging ad, and he had a media solutions company. Um, and like the people come who want wants websites built because that's also what the digital marketer does. They right. build WordPress websites and stuff like that. Oh, you, know, you use WordPress? What's wrong with Joomla? Nah. I'm old I school. I haven't used Joomla. 
So yeah, I'm old school. I quite, I quite like Joomla. I've, I've looked at WordPress and I was like, yeah, it's, I don't like the layout of it. Joomla just gives you, well, up in my view, in my opinion. It's so, just, so Word, well, WordPress integrates with a lot of plugins. So you'll, yes, yeah, so that I will say. Yeah, WordPress is it's more open yeah. to that sort of thing. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So you'll never like use a Word, the WordPress thing to like build everything. Like I think my older brother uses Elementor, which like builds, which you, which works with your template you, you choose. And like, you just set everything. Like a lot of the stuff we do is like template based or like, we'll, we'll build something from scratch, but like people don't want to give out a thousand five hundred rand, which is actually cheap considered professionals. For, for a website. Yeah. That's fucking dirt cheap, bro. I used to, I used to charge uh, anything between three and five K. Really, like, but but do you do maintenance then? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, absolutely. Okay, I, yeah. I think Oz is once off. I don't know. I'm not in that business. I think it's once off. But like, weirdly enough, in in digital marketing sense, like one of my lecturers, um, we call him Mr. T. He he works for like a com a a couple of companies freelance. But he says he said in one of our lectures, it was like this open forum chat when we were still allowed back at the college uh, before this whole lockdown right. thing, he, he, were, he was like, the weird thing you'll always get in the room is the people who want to like not pay you. And then the people who want to pay you, but will question you so much mm. that eventually they'll make you feel like inadequate. And then like, you'll get the people who won't like even ask him questions and say go. Mm. And like, we get, we get that a lot. And like, I've been seeing that also a lot, like with, with my digital marketing stuff like also when i do band stuff my friends were like ask me why did you make that post why do you so they can fish out like how to do their social media mm. are you do you do you give them info inside info yeah no no i'll Is tell it, them like okay like they're useless with with ads like i'll tell them like so when i do an ad if if there's something like okay on the song i use acoustic guitar so the keyword's going to be acoustic guitar acoustic right. music Right. Acoustic this, acoustic that. Use all the acoustic phrases you can because you're making your net bigger that you that you can catch and right. all those things, you know. So you're saying also it's weird. So so you're saying that the tags are really important. Mm, no, definitely. I'm definitely. fucking useless at tags. But you, you with Facebook you you have the suggestion thing, like I don't always know like with the church market thingy, I don't always know what to put the tags on, like uh, or the keywords on. And I'll go like, oh gosh, what can I do now? Then I go look at the product. Then then you can go via category. Right. Then I see like, okay, this is a DIY product. Go to DIY. See like in DIY, what is all the subcategories? Right. And then I go on them and I use those keywords. And and then I go like, okay, wait, now I have an idea. And then I will type another keyword. And then do you I think it's do you think it's people are just fucking lazy? Because when it comes to posting, yeah. sometimes I get really lazy. Like, oh god, I've got to think about tags now. Do I, you know, does it really make a difference? I sort of I sort of become apathetic. I'm like, oh, you know, just really, you know, I've got three hundred odd likes on my page. Am I going to get another ten likes because I've tagged it correctly? Yeah, dude, not necessarily, like Facebook ads, like, I don't, this is going to sound very racist now, but it isn't, but with face, Facebook ads has a, has a big problem in South Africa, when you set your, my stuff is international, but when you set an ad to only be in South Africa, you get a lot of, like, Zimbabweans and Nigerians. Are you talking about paid for, Whatever. paid ads now? Yeah, paid ads. Yeah, yeah. Now my wife liking your stuff. Yeah, yeah. My my uh, there was somebody uh, it wasn't my wife, wasn't the warden, it was somebody else. Um 
that did a paid for ad or something like that. And it was all North African, North of South Africa, put it that way. Um, And I just like, really, really, are they going to actually like my product or, you know, want to sign up for anything, you know, honestly. No, the ghost profiles, the ghost profiles most of the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like Facebook is like, as so much ghost profiles. You should actually like, what's that app called? I, I think it's Find the Ghost. I'm not sure if it exists anymore, but it was, on, it was an iPhone app. It like finds the ghost profiles on your Facebook and Instagram oh, and deletes okay. them. Yeah. Like you can look at any of them and then like, it's called a ghost follower. Like, uh, because, like, it's so weird. Like, I look at myself, like, last year, I didn't know all this terminology. Now, I'm, like, studying <laughs> digital marketing, and, I, and I've been doing... It's obviously changed your view on social media and how it works, because you're getting sort of, like, into, into depth in quite deeply. But there was a... I was going to say, I'm finding the same with YouTube. Like, when I started this podcast, and I've mentioned this before in my previous podcast, I was like, okay, maybe the first six months, I'll get maybe a hundred subscribers that'd be great and then we'll work up from there because you know in the ideal world you see all these people who are youtubers that make money and i said well maybe that's one thing i should look into maybe making some money others but it's fucking impossible how do you get a how do you get like five thousand view hours or nine thousand view hours and a thousand subscribers i've only got 48 as of today it's like that's that's a question nobody knows like I did YouTube a while back and I did gaming on it. Like, geez, like I can already hear my friends like going back to those days. I don't want to remember those days. But anyways, like weirdly enough, it's it's what, what works on YouTube and what doesn't. Podcasts, weirdly enough, do and don't. And like so, some days, like it, it's all with, within their algorithm. Weird mm. favors and it doesn't. So it's the luck of the draw. If they like your content if the algorithm likes your content it will favor you so but not over like a short period of time that's oh, yeah. a weird thing yeah. like like a friend and i have been talking about about doing like a podcast but we were like going like should we use youtube should we not should we mm-hmm. like use anchor should we mm-hmm. not yeah well that's the, funny you say that because i started out with youtube and then I was like, well, how do I get my podcast onto iTunes and Spotify? And then I, I got to anchor.fm. So it's like, okay, well, they're free. They're not going to charge me anything. So, how you know. is Anchor there? Like, is it good? Oh, yeah, it's awesome, man. Eh? Um, they create like a little mini um, website for you. And okay. um, it's literally just basically upload the audio. There's no visual. It's just because my podcasts yeah. are audio and visual. So it's, um, yeah, they, they, and they distribute it to Spotify and to all these podcast places. It's on iTunes and Apple music and everything like that. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm really happy. And, and the main thing about being what I, why I use them was because I've got the software to edit it, my podcast and to make it a little bit more pro like, you know, you know, if you can say that with a fucking stupid, horrible microphone, because my main one's busted and, and, um, you know, and then just put it all together and you just slap up the audio file and then you just put some text in and it sends it and that's it. And if it, it just so happens that sometimes you might pick up a, a sponsor um, mm. that can put their little advert ahead of your, when your podcast starts, you know, that sort of thing. So, but I haven't received any of those yet. So. But, but we're not, the monetization is not on in South Africa yet for, for Anchor. It is. I read about that. It is. Is it? Yeah. Are they, they, on the website they advertise, it's only for, for American based at the moment. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, which is really stupid, but it's, they probably. Oh, no, you are right. Sorry. No, you are right. Because day. yeah, yeah, you are right. I have seen that. They yeah. said you have to, you have to be in a, based in America um, for now because they ask you for your U.S. tax and. Uh, but you should actually just like get like a American friend or something and like use their stuff. Yeah, use their totally legal, location. But, like, yeah, it's not totally legal, but still like the the paperwork's there. I've so got family in America. Say, yeah, you yeah, know. you can, you can just like say like, hey, he's he's part of the team or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, don't don't do, don't do tax evasion. That's obviously. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Are you promoting tax evasion? Bloody hell! No, 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 like. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I actually, I actually tried like registering my my band at CIPC as a sole entity for some reason, just to have a tax number. Yeah. Then, then they told me like, yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not earning enough. It's not, yeah. not necessary. And yeah. I showed away. But the, the music industry, money. the music industry is fucked though. That is fucked because. But, but do you think like Corona was the the last bullet in the? in the music industry. oh i don't think it's dead i don't think it's dead by any stretch of the imagination but i think it it's it's well it certainly it hasn't helped the industry entertainment wise um for people to go and do things but it's also enabled a lot of people that shouldn't be in the business be in the business um you know it's all very well creating music uh, but i i'm old look i'm old school so you know yeah. fuck it whatever i just believe that a band should be not programming drums, um, but yeah. my eyes have my eyes my eyes have been opened up with all the people that I've, all the artists that I've spoken to have you know majority of them actually use programmed drums and and things like that. that. Yeah, you know I, 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 I don't even use auto tune. Well, you see now, you see I agree with that, and like I say, the the whole digital digitized world of music has changed so much so that people can sing completely flat and out of key and just press a button and boom they sound perfect yeah but i have a problem with that like i i i worked as a bartender at like in december last year at two festivals and you can easily see who's a recording artist as they call themselves mm. and who can actually do their shit live like mm. Oh gosh, it was it was Afrika Afrikaans is groot um one in Mosul Bay and right. the alternative is groot one. Mm. I worked as a bartender. Like during the Afrikaans is groot one, like I wanted to like cut my ears off when some of those artists <laughs> were like playing. Gosh, it was no, it's like bad, dude. They like they all they off key, all they off tempo and off key, and yeah. it's bad. Like like I I can't play with a click. If you put a click down with me, I can't. Like I use I use a fake drummer's um, hi hat thingy, yeah, and like it it yeah for me yeah, I yeah. can play with that, but as long as you put a metronome, I can't do shit. Like, yeah, yeah. But but like but I music is a feeling, isn't it though? Yeah, it it is. It's like this whole when when I went to like record with my with my drummer, he was like, we need to get this perfect. I was like, no, we don't. It's mm. about if it sounds good, it's good. It's like if you're off the click on one beat, one bar and the next bar you're perfect. I'm not going to edit it. Like, yeah. Just play. And that's the whole thing about music to me. It's like, let's make something that's perfectly imperfect. Yeah. You understand that. But that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's, it doesn't, ha music is not meant to be perfect. It's meant to be <sighs> suitable to the person that's listening to it. If they fucking love it, then that's awesome. Yeah. 
If they don't, yeah, then they don't. You know, millions of people yeah. like um, trance music and that sort of shit. Oh, I hate that sort of shit. I can't. I can't fuck. That to me is not music. But billions and billions of people love that stuff because they're mostly on acid and whatever else. But I mean, you know, yeah. fucking hell. Or they're drunk. They're drunk. Yeah. Like, to me, I like I like that music when I add like when I add like two or three brandies in. That's that's all when I like that music. Like uh, I've been no, to clubs with my friends and I and I hate that music. Like. I'll rather sit in a noisy pub than go to a club where I can't hear myself and like everything smells like smoke and there's a shitty DJ playing. You know? I don't know how people talk to each other in clubs or bars and stuff. I, I know, but I can't. People, are, I, I look, I, I swear to God, I'm turning into my, my old man or my, or my mum. Because when people, when I'm, ever, I'm in a club or a pub and they talk to you, I'm looking at their mouths to figure out what the fuck they're saying because I'm, I, also I can't hear a damn thing. And I'm going, uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's like, they oh, could be asking for a fucking blowjob or something. I'm going, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> it can't, I, I, don't, I can't hear a thing. But it's like with me the same. Like, I am a bit deaf from playing in bands and not watching my, my hearing and stuff. But like, dude, I had I, like, I, I go in and put my ear closer to them or like I'll watch their mouths like and like try and figure out what they're saying. I'll just, I'll just go like, huh, why'd you say like five times in a row? And then they get super annoyed at me. Dude, I just, I'm just straight up honest with people now. When they start talking to me, I say, dude, you know, I'm not going to fucking hear a word you're saying. Don't, don't bother. Yeah, I'll just it. shake hands, have a drink, look at each other, nod head and that's it. Cool. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, but the, the weird thing is like, in in pubs you can still hear yourself till till a level. If there's live music, I can't hear you for shit. Like, I'm not gonna focus on you. I'm very ADD as well, so like, um, I'm on medication, but like, if the medication wears off, I'm everywhere. Oh really? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, it's not that bad, but it's like it can get bad. But how then? How does that affect your music? Let's say let's say uh, the medication you're not on the meds and and you start doing music. Is it sporadic or is it brilliant or is it shit? Uh, it depends because I mostly play gigs at night, so then the medication's off. I have to work on concentrating order. Yes, definitely. And like you can you can like see with me when I'm when I lose focus, and then I'll quickly like get myself back in order. But it is de- it is difficult. Definitely, like, trying to figure out how I'm going to, like, make it. But it's also not a crippling thing. Like, a lot of people say, like, oh, being ADD means you're addicted, you're addicted to concentration meds. No, it's not. It means, like, I can actually, like, not take my medication. And I've actually written a test and passed with excellent marks while not having my, med- my medication, right. like, like, in me. Like, so it's definitely, like, it helps in the long run. And it helps, like, me to focus. But it's do, you, do, do you ever, like, think, say to yourself, let's not take the meds for a week and write an album and see what happens, see what comes out? I want to, like, but I think it's going to be, like, say, like, Demokar. But you never know. You might, you might, there might just be that little, you know, little diamond in the rough somewhere. Yeah, but this, the side effects are too hard. So when you go off concentration meds, they have to gradually do it. So I'm on right, 52 right. Okay. milligrams concerta. So what if they ever do want to take me off of it, um, which says there's a, a change in my diagnosis, which is very rare, but like they'll, they'll put me back on the 32 and then on the 16 and then on zero. 
But is this, you know, I'm old school again, okay? So, so just bear with yeah. me and call me a dickhead or whatever. But it's, this shit wasn't around when we were youngsters. There was no such yeah, thing as ADD true. and all that sort of stuff. It was just, okay, yeah, I know there's been advance. Discovered. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe there's advance in medicines and, you know, and, and discovery and diagnosis and whatever else. But, is, I mean, is it an actual thing? It, it definitely is. It's not like a lot of kids get, get misdiagnosed because they, I'm, I'm not a doctor and I cannot speak on doctor's behalf. Yeah, I sure. Think there is like a, there's a money making thing because concentration meds is shit expensive. It's like mm -hmm. 800 rand for concerta. Yeah. Did. It's hectically expensive. Ritalin is like four, 500 rand and Ritalin is a zombie drug. Yeah. So, so I, I wouldn't like tell anybody to go on Ritalin, but like, Definitely, there's so much misdiagnosis, and but for me to have gotten to be to be told I'm ADD, with I've got traces of ADHD as well. Right. Okay. I'm more ADD. So, what what that so to get to the diagnosis, I was at starting from like eight years old till about it got the search for what was wrong with me got more intense when I was about eleven or ten or eleven around there to 12 i was diagnosed when i was 12 but still like you go from psychologist to um child but psychologist is that gonna fuck to... with your head anyway going to these people and and so you, I, when you're 12 or 13 years old i mean you're hardly yeah. you're, you're not fully developed in your brain but but the weird part was like when i was like 10 i went to this one lady and i don't know how she's a doctor i don't want to criticize her but like she actually told me and I had this big mental block in my head and, and it is a fear. I have a massive fear of failing because of her. Uh, but she, she said to me, like, if I ever make matric the first time, it will be a, a miracle because oh. I'll probably only make matric because of my diagnosis. And she, she diagnosed me or she wanted to diagnose me and said I was dyslexic. Which Whoa, I, which fuck, you know, I mean, you then, could be in a whole world of drugs and, and, not where you are right no, now. But, but luckily I had, I had my parents who were like, no, he's not this. No, he's not. not, not. There's something wrong that's not that. But you so see, that, that, we that, could have been, that could have been disastrous for you, man. Dude, like, it could have been. But luck, luckily, luckily my dad was, was on it and he was like, no, he's not that. He's not dyslexic. He doesn't show the traits. Because they no. read up on it. And there was a show on, on CakeNet. I think it was called... Um, what was it? What, what, anyways, it was this doctor and he went and it's, he did unknown child diseases in like two, it's not really a disease, but it's a mental illness mm. in children. And he went to this one woman who had it since, since she was 12 and she was 20 at that time. And like she had hectic ADD and then like, they were like, oh, it could be that. And then they got me to uh, a wonderful doctor called uh, Dr. Tertius Christie at Durbanville Medical Clinic, you know. And like, he's, he's wonderful in what he does. And he has ADD as himself. So, right, so he knows. So he, he knows, that he's, he's more ADHD, I would say, than ADD. But still, like, um, he knows how, how to work it. He knows the signs. He knows how it feels. Mm. It's not just another doctor. Because I, I actually was at a other doctor before him. And just felt like they were talking and they didn't really do like the tests he did. So when they test you, he, he played this clip of like a kid sitting in a classroom 
and like the teachers talking and birds are chirping and like the wind is blowing and everything. And then you have to say what you, what you're hearing. And right. then you write it down and he goes, then he plays the second clip. He's like, did you, are you sure, are you sure you heard? Then the clip I heard was, was, and so the parts in the clip I heard was the wind and the birds and then a bit of the teacher and more the wind and the birds. Right. And then like, okay, yeah, so you heard this more. And then he's like, okay, I think I know what's wrong with you. And then like, wow. you prescribe okay. it, but there's, there's dangers of ADD. So if you, if you haven't gone through puberty, you can become depressed because of the meds. Yeah. Um, which did happen to me. And then he took me off of it. And then he put me on something called Stratera. And then like, after, after like, I think, I think it was grade eight or nine, I went back to Concerta because the Stratera wasn't really working anymore. Like, that's, that's the one thing with, with these drugs. Like, they, they can stop working overnight, mm. which is dangerous though. Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, we, like, we, we, had a, we had a family member um, yeah. um, when he was a little kid. Um, they were saying, no, you've got to put you on Ritalin and all this stuff. My, my brother um, he just said, not a fucking chance. And he was on something. I, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to speak to him again and ask him uh, if, he, if it was Ritalin or, or something else. But um, eventually he went off it because my, my brother was like, not a fuck. No ways. His, his concentration levels, he's so zombified, like you were saying earlier. He was yeah. like a zombie. You just, you just look at him and he just wasn't there. And next minute, took him off it and boom. That is a fucking legend yeah. now. So, yeah, it just, it just, he can be so misdiagnosed, you know. I, I, and, just, and it's I, dangerous, like. People are sheeple. That's Ritalin. the problem as well. Yeah. yeah, but people party on Ritalin. That's, that's the that's a hectic thing. Like, How the fuck can you party on being zombied out? Dude, I don't know, but like, you party, you, I don't, I haven't tried it and I'm not going to try it, but like, people party on that shit and then like, they experience some sort of high, but I'm like, it's not really fun to not be yourself, you know, and like that, it kind of robs you, like, I, we had a dude in six or seventh grade, who was on a very strong dosis of Ritalin, if he would not take his meds, he'd be all over the place. Like, dude, he can't sit still, he can't concentrate, he can't stop speaking, he can't, he can't do anything, like, because he's all over. And then when he has that pill in, he's dead. He's like, he's just sitting there. Oh, it, it's like... It's what, heavy. It's like, uh, wow. What's that cartoon? I, th I think it was a Simpsons episode where they put Bart on Ritalin and you just see him keeping on writing, talking to someone, keeping on writing. And that was like, that shows the dangers of it, but people still prescribe it. Mm. And there was there was a Facebook um, thread of it on some other group I'm in, and I was like, okay, let's not get involved in this because mm. like, I have my opinion, you have your opinion. Yeah. Like let's leave it there. But it's it's they are very dangerous. But ah, oh, at least I found something that works for me. And like I have, to, but I have to go once a year to to the doctor for a checkup. Right. To see if there's, see, see if there's, if it's worse or better or whatever. Not really. So they just ask you like, it is probably see if it's worse or better, but like, it's more like to check like, are the pills still working? Does he need a stronger di diagnosis? Is he actually bettering that we can take him off it? Right. Cause, right. Because that's the plan. So that's, so our, our ADD works. It's a, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain. So, um, that, that, 
works with your memory and everything. So it's it's like it's a weird thing to like explain, but so he asks, you would always ask like um, I can remember the one is, do you feel you can survive without the pills? Do you feel you can or can't? Um, do you think you're dependent on it? Right. So it's like also to check if you're addicted or not. Yeah. Because yeah. I know of people who are addicted who can't go a day without it. Where if I, if in a test series, you can maybe call me like you would think I'm addicted because I'll be stressed out because test series are like you have to sit for two hours and write a test and like. Talking of which, how was your test last night? Did you was it alright or yesterday? Uh, it, was, it was yeah, it was yesterday. It was it was good. It was fine instead, but it was good. Thanks for asking. Ah, cool that, man. That's another that's another example. Like if I didn't have like the ADD meds. Like I would be all over the place on that yeah. finance because there's so many numbers yet to like remember. Yeah. It was real, it was easy work, luckily, but still like it was hectic. Cool, man. Well, look, um, Corne, we are coming to the end of our podcast time now, so um, we actually gone over it by 15 minutes, uh, or actually half an hour. So we've actually done pretty damn well, and it's uh, very easy to talk to you. And um, I'll thank the pills oh, for that. No, yeah. So you say when, it, when when's the next thing? October, November, thereabouts. The next no, song. November, the next song is November the sixth, I think. November sixth. Okay, cool, awesome. Yeah. So well, we'll post all the social links and and everything to your page down in the description below, so people can click on that like, love, share, and and do whatever yes, and, and subscribe and everything like that. But Corner, it's very awesome to talk to you, and um, <laughs> we we finally got the podcast done. Yes, but thank you for having me on, man. It was lovely speaking to you. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure, man. Okay, Cornet. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, what's the name of the band again? Kinder's Fundy? Kinder's Funny Suburbs. That's a Kinder's Funny Suburbs. There we go. That's my best Afrikaans you'll get out of me. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it, was, it was actually good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, no. Cool. Afrikaans are me. Yeah, no. Definitely not. Only time you'll hear me Afrikaans <laughs> speak Afrikaans is when there's rugby on and I'm shouting at the screen. Oh, no. Kumbay style, bro. I know. I'm a weird. Most people are like that. <laughs> all right, Corner man. Thanks for speaking to me, and um, I wish you all the best for the future, man. Good. Thank you for having me, man. Not a problem, man. Keep well. Good. Cheers, dude. Cheers.